More Than Meets These Guys. This is episode two. We are going to actually be going over More Than Meets the Eye, part two. Not ironically at all. And I'm here with Ed, my buddy from a long time, who was the guy who's learning about Transformers every week because it just wasn't a thing growing up. Me, I'm the guy who lives and breathes Transformers, did for years, and still do this, to this day. And uh, welcome, Ed. Nice to see you, man. Hey, man. How's it going? Fantastic. Good. Hey, so uh, last week we briefly touched on Inhumanoids. Yes. And I mistakenly thought that they were visionaries and had my my terrible uh, second tier, third tier uh, 80s toy lines mixed up. But uh, after after we got finished, I did some research into Inhumanoids to see what they were, and mm-hmm. it dredged up some uh, some long dormant memories here. <laughs> Um, that I, I do remember them, uh, v- vaguely, but uh, what, what it's it's weird, like why I remember them though, because um, uh, first of all, I remember seeing uh, the, the timeline for this is weird and messed up, and it may not be right, but I, I remember seeing them uh on a big display at Kmart, and because because Inhumanoids were big, they were like I remember yeah. the, the main guys were were real big, uh, big toys here, and I swear to God they were on like a big pyramid display with other uh, like C grade toy lines like Dune, and uh, some other along those lines, uh, but I, I remember uh, a, a decompose, mm-hmm. which is funny because on the package he's actually it's spelled D apostrophe no no oh, oh there's multiple versions of it there's one where it's d period like his name's like dennis composed or something like that um <laughs> d'angelo but, but, composed, <laughs> d'angelo composed. But there's a there's another one where it's d apostrophe composed like he's french like he should be like decompose or like it, like he's an italian it, chef it, or it, something like that i got a i got a big laugh i got a big laugh of, that. is oh um, man uh of Compose, yeah. uh, which yeah. I, I got a big laugh out of that. Um, that is a that's a very cool uh, figure, though. I, it's it's the only cool figure in the entire line. Though, yeah. Like, everything everything else was like a a demon tree stump or um. I, I tell well, there was a guy called Tendril that looked pretty cool, but yeah, I mean, uh, GI Joe did the same thing around the end. Like in the late nineties, they had their um, Ninja Force and Space Force and all that. They had these weird. I think they were cast offs from what would have been like another season of, season of um of inhumanoids there were weird space mutants or something like that it was it didn't really work it was a neat idea and actually those big big monsters were, were supposed to be play sets according to uh writers it just it was one of those things it hit with like half the uh, engine on the on stall and it never really took off it's a neat idea um it was something that you never really went back and tried again so I can I can see that. Um, so I, I did a, a little more looking into that, and there there was a an Inhumanoids television show. Um, yeah. And uh, so I, I found a clip of of Decompose doing his Decompose thing, and it's just uh, it's basically um, shout out to our man uh, uh, Chris Latta. Was that is that uh, yeah? Um, who was the voice of Decompose? But he just sounds like a guy in a black metal band. He just sounds like he's in Dark Throne, and he just screams that's, his name over and over that's again. That's not a bad thing, though, man. Really. No, no, it was really, it was real cool. It was really black awesome. metal, right? <laughs> it was, it was like like Mayhem heard these guys and heard this voice, and they were like, "No, that's what that's what we sound like right there. We that's the, that's the sauce. So we're gonna we're gonna sound just like,
these memories were um we grew up in the in the 80s and we grew up uh, on the uh I, I don't know how touched you were by this but uh i, I got a little bit uh, firsthand of uh satanic panic yep and we grew up this that time, was man. yeah and uh so this apparently this toy line when i saw this display at kmart was the time that that kicked in for my dad and him just going you know i i heard on tv about children playing with violent toys and i don't think you need these <laughs> he was really that like Inhumanoids were the line, and little did Dad know that I, I had uh, about zero interest in having these things uh, because they looked very cheap and very C grade. Um, and uh, so that, yeah, that was the one, and that that that, that brought back a lot of uh, a lot of mid '80s memories for me there. So, yeah. uh, which leads me to, uh, did did you ever have a time when your parents uh, did, did your parents ever censor? <laughs> yeah, actually, they did. Um, so. It was around the same time that uh, D&D was, you know, I was sort of introduced to it, the, the red box. It was the thing where, you know, you could get the the kid across the street to come over and like, you know, roll roll up a barbarian and play in the box set, the, that red box set of D&D. And, uh, you know, my mom came back. She's like, what have you been doing? I said, well, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons. And that set that that satanic panic alarm off in her head. You know, it, you know her, it might as well like a, 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 a um, Inspector Gadget, a little alarm should have gone off in her head and spun around. <laughs> Right. Um, that was kind of, yeah, that was my big, my, my big foray into satanic panic. Really. It didn't make a whole lot of difference in my life. Um, we weren't, we weren't exactly God fearing people when I was growing up, we were Episcopal light, which is Catholic light already. We kind of went every so often and said, Hey, remember us? It's been 10 years guys. So it really didn't uh, fall, fall into our lives too much, but it was still a thing where it was, um, there was this, cultural shift at that point where satanic panic really took root you know we it's something we grew up with um i really there's a lot of theories on the on the uh where that comes from the satanic panic but it was a lot to do about 2020 doing specials and uh, these news agencies picking it up yeah um i've listened to a lot of uh things on it like in the last year or so and it was it's a lot of silliness uh i got some firsthand uh um out of backlash with it uh even later on because in high school i i ran a a dungeons and dragons club at school you and yeah yeah imagine that um <laughs> and uh so there were teachers that were constantly that they just hated this and were constantly passing out uh like all these all this literature about how it was evil and corrupting uh stuff and and it, it was basically all from the same couple of sources of like uh, I, I guess like Pat Pulling's uh, thing where yeah, after her son died or, you know, killed himself or, or whatever. And, you know, she would read all these, you know, she would, I, I guess she had some experts would skim over rule books and copy things down. And I sat there w with teachers and I, I just line by line debunked every one of the, uh, every one of these things where, you know, all the rules were misquoted and, and all this, but, but yeah, anyway, so. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And, you know, that, that's just the time we grew up in, but this, this, the show came out around the same time. I, I'd like to say that right around the height of the satanic panic for me, this show came out, but it wasn't satanic at all. It was only is robots. So you had nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons, even though the cartoon was on around the same time. It had nothing to do with any of that occult stuff that we were afraid of. I mean, you look at the look at the documentaries that come out now that mention the satanic panic uh, shows that mention it. Um, it. It was a huge part of everyone's lives. And uh, that's something that you really have to, you know, kind of, you know, understand in that in that way but anyways yeah i mean so 
it kind of gives an idea of the uh, time frame for where the show started. Right. There were a lot, were a lot of things coming out around that time. And uh, yeah, so, so real quick, I want to start off uh, a couple of corrections from last week. Um, and I was a, f- a few friends of mine listened to the episode, a lot of good feedback, vetting a few things for me. Um, for one, one thing, um, my buddy, uh, he goes by black Zarak on uh, excellent underground.net. Uh, he, Help me with a few things, including the um, alt modes of all the Transformers from you know season one. But uh, Wind Charger, I called a uh, Camaro. It was a 1982 Trans Am exact model, mini car Trans Am, or a lot of different models. You really couldn't tell. I mean, a lot of rally cars, a lot of cars that you don't usually see on the road, which you know really gets back to that robots in disguise thing. So what um, what was what was Mirage? That's a really cool looking. Oh car. yeah, Mirage was a 1979. Uh, Ligier JS11. That sounds, that sounds like a really cool car. That I, man. I, I would I would never be able to afford that in, in real life. No, you would not. No. And so um. it's like you enjoy it <laughs> on the screen, right? Uh, you, right, all, right. you know things like you called uh, Rover or Roller Rover, which you know it's it was mentioned on screen like once or twice. It's not a big deal. Oh, they, I, they bring just, him up. They bring him up in, the, in this episode. Though. They do actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's kind of a he's kind of might be an MVP in this. Or, he's or, definitely or, or not. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> so no, uh, it turns out. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Once again, the arc was never really mentioned in the show so i said the arc a few times it was just force of habit the arc doesn't show up in, until the marvel comics and then beast wars later on i and think i called it the arc um and i did. think i only know that because of uh we're probably uh from looking at marvel comics uh honestly yeah. because i did read a lot of marvel comics it made up and then you know finally um you know the ship crashed in the side of the mountain got covered up with the rocks that's why you didn't see it for four million years when you see that like montage four million years million later million years it uh it, it just has the eruption knocks a few rocks off of it that was apparently hiding in plain sight for four million years <laughs> right and that's why it just shows up now it's sticking out inside the mountain at this point so yep. the autobot ship anyway right. so yeah let's open up we let's open back it. up to the autobots in the water surrounded by burning crude we are off, we started off seeing Huffer, who didn't show up last episode, except to fly into the uh, into the oil platform. Apparently, he was taking a, a bathroom break during the uh, whole sound off. He's stuck in the crane structure in the water. Braun comes over to free him, and they fly away. And after uh, after he exclaims, two things I hate are fire and water." <laughs> well, you're in a bad spot, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's a real, it's a real not a good not the place to be, buddy. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, they they fly. Yep, they they fly again. Um, yep, once again they fly. Uh, I will never let this go. Just so you know, Dude, so we're <laughs> fan here. We always never let this go. We never shows. Anyway, we'll get we'll get that eventually. I, I uh, think it was. Breaker. And, yeah. um, oh, trail, trail, okay. Trailbreaker is a wheeljack. They run around. Trailbreaker has a force field. Wheeljack has a fiery retardant, apparently handy in his arm. Was that, well, was that wheel? Oh, I thought that was Jazz for some reason. Uh, no, uh, it was Wheeljack. Yeah. Oh, because I was like, man, this, yeah, this, this I was like, this guy that sounds this Porsche that sounds like Scott Man Brothers is uh, it has a fire extinguisher for a hand, but I guess it was somebody another <laughs> no, uh, um, different. Uh, jazz different throws the grappling hook, pulls in uh, grappling hook. Uh, okay, that's okay, that's yeah. He still so, sounds yeah, like Scatman. They, they, uh, so I, I thought he was going to ask if, uh, he, if if Doc wanted some ice cream at, at some point. <laughs> want some ice cream? Oh, God, uh, wait a minute. Yeah. That, is, that is Scatman Carruthers. Yes, that is Scatman Carruthers. That's oh, jazz. God. All you right. didn't realize that? No, I, I was Welcome. like, this guy okay. sounds like Scatman Carruthers. <laughs> Carruthers. I, I told you last week. I told you yeah. last time that I don't care about voice actors, but yeah. I, I, apparently, I, apparently I'm, I'm getting good at picking them out. So Casey Kasem is, um, is Cliff Jumper, actually. I thought I thought I heard that voice. I thought yeah, I heard. You'll hear it. Um, there. So yeah, you have 
Uh, they fly around. They they save the other oil rig workers. They don't do anything else with them. I'm guessing they get away on lifeboats somewhere. They just they get forgotten about. But the fire's out, so everything's fine. Jazz pulls over Optimus Prime, who has Spike Spike and Spark Plug on on his back, and they go over there. They they kind of ex- exchange pleasantries. Hey, we're Autobots. We are here to help. This he says the bad guys. His his words. His exact his quote is. We're Autobots from Cybertron, and when he's doing it, he's pointing to the sky like 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 they don't understand what another planet is, you know, like yep. like it's like like a white tourist in Mexico, you know, like trying to explain to a local yeah that's, what, what Coca Cola is or something, you know. So, we're um, Coca Cola. We get thrown from airplanes, right? It was real, like Marty McFly. It was real, like uh, like I'm Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. Yeah, there's a lot of what this was, um, and then um, what's it? Spike, is that is that the kid the kid's name is yeah, Spike, Spike, right? Yeah. And he just freaks out and is like, another planet? That's awesome. Yeah, we get back which, to which the, I probably the, I, I yeah. probably would have said that thing that exact thing <laughs> yeah. when I was that age too. So. he's the he's the uh remember he's the the heart. Uh he has the artist's heart. He wasn't he was on this this um this oil rig with his dad. He's apparently 14 to 15 years old, you know. Again, again man, we gotta get yeah, involved with this because this is this is like at least he had a hard hat on. So that was you know, he followed OSHA stand- standards, I'm sure, for that time. So um, that's yeah, good for him, man. Uh, so, yeah, we go we go forward into um, there's this whole thing where after we leave there, Spike's writing into his journal. It's like his daily adventures with the other Autobots. Right. And it's kind of the thing. I, it's it's a there's a way to bring in the audience to make them identify with the, uh, the, the person in the show. So he's trying to like it's that bridge. The, yeah, the he's the he's the li- he's the lens. He's yeah. the yeah. He's, uh, the, he's the he's the he's the he's the bridge for the audience. But while he's doing this, though, who's creeping around by the rocks? Man, like ten feet there, away too. Oh, my, he's like he's looking right, over he's rocks right head. there. There is my main man sound wave, <laughs> wave once again. I this guy is just this guy just sells the show for me. I absolutely adore. He is definitely the MVP I, of these this first arc anyways i mean he should be running the decepticons he he's the best guy they have he's a um, doer not a planner yeah i do oh my god he needs to talk more because I, I need i need more more dr claw I, yeah i need more dr claw <laughs> i need more uh, of the, the the robot voice from let's groove tonight um uh, go on. um he turns into a radio he turns into a little tape deck and of course here we go with he's tiny now he's uh he's a giant robot he's huge he's a big dude he's a big robot yeah, i mean he's, um, he's, he's like one of the, the bigger He's he one is. of the bigger Decepticons, um, but he turns into a radio and he's t- he's tiny. He's like a like a normal size thing. Okay, like, look, I, I hear you right now. You're going to rescale into it again and physics into it again. Don't, man. Just... Kid brain does it too, though. I so. know, I know. And, we uh, all did it, man. Yep. But um, we got to admit the uh, the tape deck is cool. The tape deck uh, was very cool, and very... um, uh, so he apparently he does this so that uh, Spike will pick him up and take him into the uh, the Autobot ship. Which is literally just there's no door, there's no security. It's just he <laughs> could have just tunnel, walked man. It's right, it's right there. He could have just walked right in. <laughs> yeah. One of the best parts about this is though that he's like, huh, so I left this out here by this this alien robot base in the middle of the uh of the desert. Yep. And I'm just gonna set it over here. I'm not gonna carry it around <laughs> because it's a uh yeah. Um a little Autobot lost and found. Yeah. So the Autobots are doing like a little show and tell thing with him, and they're talking about the like the things they can do. And uh, one of them yeah. talks about uh, a hologram. 
That's hell. You make a hologram. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. No, a Spike, that's nothing. That's no one. It's a hologram. A hologram. Yeah. Um, Raj shows off what he can do as a, as the ninja of uh, of the Autobots. But he turns invisible. Right? Yeah, he, he puts yeah, okay. a box around him. He puts he puts around a Dune. Speaking of Dune, a Dune style box around him and disappears. Oh, he does. Oh, he does. Yeah. He does, yeah, man. That is a, yeah. So yeah, he does. He, he, he's yeah. So he disappears. It's like, hey, I'm over here now. And it was like kind of an exposition exposition of all the Autobot. Um, powers trailbreaker you know is kind of the chris christopherson of all the autobots he's you know has that old you know you can trust him because he's an old rust kind of guy right um he you know kind of he's kind of the tour guide and then the hound basically says hey spike you want to go on a ride so they go on a sunset ride out into the uh, country all the while your boy Soundwave wakes up ejects well, he actually he's already done this. Ejects Ravage, transforms Ravage, puts him puts him into uh, Teletrain One, and starts accessing all the data files on resources, on uh, on basically the defenses of the planet. And uh, so, yeah, you have this whole you know thing where it starts showing images on the front of Soundwave. Like one we find out later in the episode is the Sherman Dam. Right. Well, you know, they go over power plants. Yeah. Like so. Yeah, they're just basically just they're getting they're they're downloading the internet in 1984 yeah. as yeah. we're doing in there, and they're, and they're doing it. If I, if I can point, they're also doing it extremely quickly because they're doing it onto a cassette tape. And I had a Commodore 64 back then, and I can tell you that uh, data does not load that fast from a cassette. No. You didn't have um, an alien, um, a, a self-aware alien back, uh, Commodore, so that's the problem, man. How do you don't know what I had? Uh, no one so- had that. <laughs> so, at, so at, at some point somebody uh somebody sees Soundwave and uh I think it's Spike, Spike. and he yeah. yeah who are you? And Soundwave just has zero time for this. He no sells it, doesn't even answer him. He just like swipes at him yeah. with, a, with a like yeah, he just like runs at him like this guy's not he doesn't he's not even he, he's beneath even getting the robot voice. He's not like you're not gonna yeah, you don't get to hear Egyptian lover. Um <laughs> and, uh, and like this that. is this is great. Um uh yeah, so yes, Soundwave, once again, just the coolest guy in, in this entire series. Ravage and, actually and surprisingly gets caught because he's he's kind of like he's funneled up the side of the uh, mountain. Soundwave yeah, takes they, off, they catch him in a like a Big a light up net. like a laser bird cage. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, Two halves yeah. come a whole man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's in laser bird cage. And uh they um the Optimus Prime is so like we got him. But then the next scene is Soundwave telling everyone over there about Sherman Dam, which is essentially Hoover Dam. Now there is a Sherman very, Dam very in much. Indiana, but it's like a little you know, yeah, like no, this, this was this was 100 percent the Hoover Dam. Um, yeah, Megatron's eyes when Megatron gets worked up, his eyes oh, glow man. red like a lot. He's man. Real he's, worked up. Yeah, he's yeah he's uh, totally. <laughs> uh, and Starscream is scheming more and being yeah. insubordinate, and Megatron completely not having it. He's just he just calls him an idiot. He's like, you're never gonna be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> love it, I, and I love this about the Hoover Dam actually, or the, sorry, the Sherman Dam. Apparently, it puts out so like 1,175,000 kilowatts of energy, but that's not enough. Crude oil smushed together was enough. One, one, like 1,175,000 kilowatts is not near enough. So they've got to create a tidal wave in the river, which is astounding. So he sends, uh, he, Megatron tells Soundwave to take care of it. He sends, and Soundwave sends Rumble down there and starts using his pylons. 
Yeah. And uh, so when, when, when he does this, um, you, you know, those tapes are always inside Soundwave. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got like a, like a battery of them inside of him. And then, oh, yeah. um, you know, he gets an order and then he opens up the, the compartment. The thing pops out, transforms. But then <laughs> Soundwave has to give that thing instructions. Like, like Megatron wasn't just given instructions and he has to relay him. Like, like he's the only one that can talk to the, like, don't ever talk to me and my son again. Like he's real protective of these cassettes. But when he's telling him to do this, he's doing these weird, like, tai chi hand waves to to like sort of pantomime a, a, a tidal wave and it's real calm <laughs> there was a scene though actually right there the animation the episode like got to his this a zenith right there and then it kind of went back down the other side but it, it, right there his arms are kind of curvy they're not all boxy <laughs> yeah, like oh really... man they hired the like the the scab uh artists and they're really good and they like, came out Right oh, after. it was, it was, it was like, really it was funny. Moment of like, this pinnacle of really great animation, and then went back down the other side of the hill. Uh, so yeah, he sends him d- down there, and Rumble brings out the pylons, man, starts pumping down the pile drivers, and apparently creates a tidal wave by smacking the ground in the riverbed. So th- they're trying to like overload the like, yeah the hydroelectric plants. What they're trying to do? They're trying to get more. Okay, because I, I was like, why, why don't they just blow the thing up? But but I guess that, that wouldn't achieve what they need to achieve. They're just trying to overload it, basically. Well, honestly, this whole thing does not make any sense. Because when they do that, he tells Starscream to use his null array on the on the um, uh, the giant electric magnets that produce the energy. Mm-hmm. You know, they spin the, all the copper. Right, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and then uh, Soundwave comes up with the... Use null array, the... stop them, you know, and then they come up with Soundwave. So he's stopping the uh, movement of the electromagnets that help produce the energy. So they can get energy. So, um, you know, maybe I'm missing something in all that. Yeah, I was I was a little confused with that too. Yeah. I, I didn't really I, I didn't really get that. He, either, he but, loves um, using Starscream's null rays in the beginning of this. Everything was a null ray usage, and then you kind of forget about it. I mean, I mean, if I had a null ray, I would be using that thing constantly. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's EMP cool. pulse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Autobots flying again. Um, once again, but then they start making it. So the, the dam is like burst at this point and the water's just flowing or whatever. And uh, Bumblebee and a minivan. Uh, Ironhide. Uh, Ironhide. My mom had that same minivan, that uh, that Toyota minivan. Yeah. So it, was, it a Toy- okay. was it a Toyota? 1980 Nissan Sunny Vanette Coach SGL. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. I thought I always thought that was like the Toyota, you know, those, those Toyota minivans that, that were real popular in the mid 80s. That Man. Um, my, my mom had one and uh we called it the toaster and nobody wanted yeah. to ride in it because uh, it always felt like it was going to tip forward whenever you hit the brakes too hard yeah that's, um, uh, that that sounds so, like right, right. <laughs> so they yeah, they make a new river they get a laser and they they cut like a new river and um yeah this is one of the, it, the scenes where uh ironhide has his like his i don't know if you ever saw the, the toy it was terrible man had this I, like I, big windshield and arms yeah. and like blakes so the trailer was great because it had this like almost like these um, little tank treads underneath it. And you had this laser cannon rocket launcher thing on top of it. That was the best part of the toy. It Otherwise, it was terrible. Um, really, I, you compared to the, how the animation style is. I like the toy, but compared to the animation style, the animation, it didn't work. But they use that, that little rocket launcher thing in the back of his trailer in this scene. So anyway, I'm sorry I didn't interrupt you. I was just gonna throw that. Oh in no, no, yeah, that that was a bad one. I remember a friend of mine had it, and it was real silly because he didn't have a head. Like the head was just like a the face was a sticker, like on the on the seat that was yeah. behind the windshield when he was a robot. And uh, but but yeah, he turned it into two separate things, right? It was yeah, like, those that, that uh, one of the Diclone figures where he could have a pilot in there. So it was, he's basically like a piloted mech. 
in the trailer part oh, had a little okay. seat in it also so you can like pilot the little drone tank missile oh, that's launcher cool. thing. Yeah. Well that's way cooler than yeah, than, it's actually than, it's a it's a yeah. really cool figure for especially for 1970 early actually a lot of the um almost all the early um transformers were uh directly lifted from other lines, which were infinitely cool. They they didn't really uh set the stakes here, but uh, I guess that uh that big tidal wave coming out of the the, the dam was about to wash over a neighborhood or something. So yeah, they cut to this really bizarre and out of place and out of uh, out of theme scene of it's just like a like a little suburban house and there's and Ironhide is in the front fields. of it. Well, and then there's like three people sitting like sitting on the roof of yeah. this and, and they go, "Thanks, neighbor." <laughs> it was the, it was the, like the river overrun his banks what are we gonna do well thankfully we had a neighbor was, with a laser cannon in his trailer yeah it was a complete I mean, total the tonal shift was but like <laughs> it looked different it looked like it was like for like some like like a greeting card to cover or something almost it was really it was real bizarre real out of place and it was just like a and I don't even think there was any movement. I don't think they animated it. I think it was just like like a like a picture they filmed for this. They had a little wave thanks, up there. Hey guys, thanks, neighbor. Thanks. Yeah, like a little yeah, a little two like a two cell wave, you know, that yeah. looped one. Like, thank you, thanks, neighbors. Oh, I, I got a I got a big laugh out of uh, out of thanks, neighbors. Then uh, yeah, the Autobots uh, storm the the dam, and there's a, a big shootout this time, and they're using lasers and cover like they've somehow they've learned how to fight in the subsequent. Uh, well, yeah, last time. So good, good for they're not just. Uh, not just uh, re- having a wrestling match on a spaceship again. Best, best of all, though, the Autobots fly up there while Hound runs into the water to see what's going on in the river, finds Rumble. They start throwing each other around under the water. They had an underwater yeah. wrestling match. They were, yes, they, they did. Yeah, they, they, they did. That was completely um, uh, pro wrestling under the water. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Um, even to where, um, even to where, like, you know, Rumble throws him into an outcropping and things fall over him. So he's trapped. Hound. <laughs> right. So you know the, he used the uh, the stage man. He used part of the ring in his fight. So that was completely right. pro, pro wrestling. Yeah, it was good. Um, Megatron and uh, Optimus Prime are having a big. Uh, they're having a brawl, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Megatron knocks him off of a, like a walkway. He's gripping onto the edge, like he like like he was just flying five seconds ago. If he falls off, just fly to the ground, dude. That's where um, he forgot to fly. I think. What's up? I think that's where he forgot to fly. I get I, I, once again <laughs> forgot to fly. Um, but uh, so th- then this whole thing goes on, and oh my god, here is Starscream. Like they're they're cleaning up, or they've got all the energy, okay. whatever. And here comes Starscream with the a slingshot. slingshot. He's got a slingshot. Of all this the things, he's got like worst. guns on his arms, man. He goes with the, the slingshot. Out of it's like he's been saving that from when he was in school or something. Like I'm going to use this one thing. I've been saving forever. <laughs> With a slingshot, which he slingshots, yeah, makes it. A, he makes, slingshots Energon and makes an explosion. And man, Megatron is mad. This dude is angry at at, at Star <laughs> once Street. again. Star once again, screwed up everything because he just couldn't not shoot something. God, he's the worst. Soundwave, I swear to God, needs to be the second in command here. He needs to be the desperate. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, dying. I was dying. Allows Optimus to recover. Uh, he moves back onto the outside. He moves onto the outside walkway with Megatron. And what happens? One of the most iconic fights in all of Transformers history. With uh, they bring out their Energon axe and like a, it was a ball and like a, chain, a spike like ball a, and chain, like a laser flail or something like yeah, that. Man. Yeah, they're having, uh, they're having, this is great. This is super cool. Beat the uh, heck out uh, of each other. I was here for that. There's a really funny line where, um, uh, uh, uh Megatron or Optimus Prime says something about, 
uh, that Energon is just food to you or something like that. Yep. And Megatron comes up with this weirdo thing where it's food for my hunger, my hunger for power. I had to back yeah. it up three or four times because I was like, what kind of what kind of weirdo thing is this? But um, yeah, the, the, the laser axe and the laser flail were, were, were super cool. Um, and uh, Megatron loves that flail, man. He was flying off later. He was like doing a helicopter. He was like spinning this around. thing. Like, yeah, man. He was spinning it the whole rest of the time. Optimus runs into the river and uh, eventually he makes his way out because once again, Jazz is there with the grappling hook. Um, um well, well during well during that fight though um there's some trash talk going on where uh um, oh yeah uh, optimus prime just keeps telling megatron that he's old is yeah your last age we yeah. your last i don't know whatever the old or... model or something like that he's got a he's an ageist look at this look at this yeah. guy's uh, well. um and then he just calls he's junk that's what you are junk <laughs> and it's, it's almost like a john wayne sort of voice that yeah the guy's going it, for. i mean well and, that's exactly what he did he pulled the apparently um peter cullen pulled from his brother who was a marine and john wayne to combine the two no kidding yeah, no that's, that's, that's what he tells anyways how, how he came upon I'm, the uh the voice I'm, I'm acing these voice acting things today i'm uh, yeah man wow well uh, i mean honestly it, it's spot on that that's just how you know they they kind of get a um I guess they get an inspiration from some, from somewhere. I mean, Scatman Crothers is just cool. You can't change that. Uh, Scatman uh, Crothers is cool. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely. So is. yeah, you, you get in. Uh, you get in someone like you know Peter Cullen. He says, "Well, I wanted to go with my brother, who I thought was a hero." Okay, so yeah, we get back to the underwater wrestling match. Uh, like I said before, there's some uh, there's some throwing around of the water um, usage usage of the stage as the rocks are tossed onto Hound. How, uh, and so Hound's trapped. Rumble escapes the water, comes out there, and Spike says, you know, basically says, hey, man, what happened down there? He backhands him and keeps on walking, which is fantastic. Yeah, he, he also doesn't want to talk to anybody, much no. like uh, much like his dad, Soundwave. He doesn't want to talk to anybody either. Um, Hound comes out of the water, and he's got like a like a glass face shield that goes over his face. I don't know if you noticed this or not. Yeah, he's got like, know, a, like a like a dive mask or something on while he's underwater. Just, I, I don't I don't I don't know why. It was honestly it, it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, kind of silly, kind of cool. But, yeah, well, um, you know, there's this there's this great um, God. There's this terrible meme. There's this whole scene where he's pushing the water out of Spike's lungs from behind. And it's, I, it looks I, I, I know terrible. I know what you're gonna say, and I I, I was not gonna bring it up because, because it no, you don't have to bring it up. Just, in the, yeah, in the yeah, fandom, I, it's already a meme, I, I, man. It, it looks I terrible. Certainly, yeah, pushing, I'd be disappointed. Massage his back. I mean, I, I don't know how things yeah. are, customers are other places, but anyway. So moving on, uh, the Decepticons are using this time. They they get away, and the you know Optimus shakes his fist at him as they get run away. The Decepticons are basically using all the database to go hit all these different places, grab energy. You know, you got you're somewhere in the, uh, you know, in the snow, somewhere in a in a forest, and they they're at a gas they're at a gas station called Black Diamond, which is, oh yeah, uh, which is my favorite Kiss song, by the way. Very good, a little, um, little trivia. Yeah. Yep. Um, and also they, they load up uh, 3,000 astroliters of gas in one of these places. I don't know how much a how, how big how big how big is an astroliter. It's different from Earth leaders, man. Come on, is it, is it astro leader? It means it's like it a bigger leader. More? Oh, it's more. It's okay, huge. It's huge, huge leader. leader. Okay. Different that's leader. A lot, that's a lot, of, a lot leader. of leaders, then, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a lot. So of yeah, fuel. they end up at the Ruby Mines of Burma, which apparently uh, the Rubies of Burma 
are they're just loaded with energy. I don't understand that. They they dump a lot of rubies into energon cubes and smash them down. They're super super concentrated, or they have a lot of energy. And I don't know for some reason. This seems like something that would have popped up in GI Joe at some point, dude. It I, sounds I, I just like, like something for the Weather Dominator. It does, right? Yeah, yeah. Or the was it the, the the one with the with the teleportation device where they're having to get all the all the parts and all oh, that stuff yeah. to, to build it? Uh, like the we gotta get the heavy water. We gotta get the yes. we gotta get the crystals from here and all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> which um, I'll tell you, you know, I was assumed heavy water was something different than what it was. It's just you know discharge from nuclear power plants. Have they, had to go, they had to go down to the, like the bottom of like, like the sea in Norway to get it. Like, oh, is that where they went? Something okay. like that. Yeah. Well, I, 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 it's been a long time since I've seen that. I, 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 I don't. Show, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to watch it again because it's aged. It's aged horribly. <laughs> I love it though. Uh, so yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, they 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 apparently have this this um power um overload here of 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 like or available power, so they can take all their building their 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 star cruiser. They're finishing up what they need to get off planet and take it back to Cybertron. And uh, so they're, they're going to, they, they want to go mine these crystals in Burma, but then uh, as they're like deploying this plan, Soundwave once again, is like, Oh, Hey, by the way, Megatron, we can also use rocket fuel. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that wasn't the, like that. That's just one of those moments that really points out like how like alien these things are, where they were like, well, this is the well. Obviously, the crystals are the highest energy thing, so let's get those first. And not yeah. counting how hard those things are going well, to be to mine those, but like we can just he, go get some rocket fuel, you know? <laughs> well, he does that after Starscream apparently has this double cannon um, emplacement with tubes set up to the energon they've been mining to test it out, basically <laughs> using a lot of the energy to. Blow the top off a mountain. <laughs> he's just, he's just and start, he's totally like, wasting gas. Yeah. Megatron freaks out. Soundwave's like, hey, hey, boss, it's cool. You can also get it from Rocket Fuel just as a backup because we have idiots working with us. It's kind of the tone without saying a lot. God, fire gave. start. God, starts. God, he's the worst, dude. He is the <laughs> worst. Um, so yeah, they're about to go and get the uh, I think they're about to go to the to the mine. And uh Megatron's Actually, like, oh, I got right? I got I gotta stop here quick. I made notes here. After a domestic disturbance between Megatron and Starscream, Soundwave informs Megatron that Rocket Fuel is another good Energon candidate. Uh, as, as yeah. A... Now, well, <laughs> Megatron goes, all the Decepticons are standing around, and Megatron goes, assemble the Strike Force. And then like, it cuts to Soundwave, and he's like, the Strike Force is assembled. And it's the same exact guys standing around. It's like So you see like, the little guys who have like the blue with green on them, they're the reflector, the guys that turned to the camera. There's the camera, like 20 yeah. of those guys. There's actually supposed to be three of them. There's there's like everywhere. Holy there were a lot clones, of jets Batman. too. There were yeah, so many there were jets. There were like jets. like 15 and 20 jets, and they were they were they all looked like um Thundercracker. I, 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 the, the Fodder, blue, the blue go guy. forth. There were so many of these guys there, and um like like the, like they were the foot soldiers like they yeah. were just the they, they, they were the covert troopers in this yeah they, they really um, were so the like, thing i love it is also yeah. they they go to the burma mines spark plug and spike right in trailbreaker will be an attack by thundercracker and skywarp sunstreaker and sideswipe come along to help so we get introduced that these guys are brothers right sunstreaker and sideswipe they come and help them out but okay we get a little further along into the mine so spike and spark plug show up at the mine now Keep in mind, this is in Burma, right? Sparkplus says, "Oh yeah, I used to work these mines." I know. Like, 
he was an oil rig worker, but he used to work mines Off in Burma. The Pacific a, Northwest. Yeah, apparently he was, yeah, a, he was, a, he was a This dude miner. has been everywhere. This guy, he's like a journeyman, like a laborer here. Yeah, he's like, um, oh yeah, I remember working these mines. I can lead you in there. I yeah, I, I caught that also. Um, yeah, then um, uh, meanwhile, Megatron's inside here as the. At the crystal, he's just like Scrooge McDuck in these things. He's just like throwing crystals up oh, all yeah. around him, and he's like, he's like oh, bathing the in these ever. crystals. He's like all like, over me, man. So he's so excited about this. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, Bumblebee actually lives up to his 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 title as a scout. Goes in there with spark plug to. It, he drove him ten. Things. He drove him ten feet. It was like it was it was like around the corner from where the yeah. Autobots were hanging out. It was then, important you know, ten feet though. See, I thought that he was gonna he was gonna like drive him in, and they were gonna drop a bomb in real quick, and then and then they were gonna motor out. But he just pulls up to the entrance, he gets out, and then he transforms, and they walk in, and like yeah, they look around, like, yeah, they uh, scout things out, man. Yeah. Go in there and see all the uh, all the jets, all all the clones of the jets. Also, apparently the extra colors, so they're mining the, they're the mining, walls. Yeah, there's a ton yeah. of jets mining there. Yeah, and um, yeah, uh, spark plug, uh, they, uh, spark plug and. Bumblebee decide that they're gonna just go hand to hand with uh with uh Thundercracker yeah. and Skywarp. Skywarp and, yeah. and Sparkplug like like charges him. He goes in for like a double leg takedown and he gets smacked Dude. into the wall, of course, because like he, he's he's worked his mines, he's worked the oil fields, he's worked. <laughs> this dude's tough. This is a hard man. He's a hard man making hard decisions. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he gets he gets smacked down, and uh, man, uh, th- these guys are just beating up Bumblebee. They're they're, they're like oh, yeah. they're like bullying. They're like 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 uh, playground bullying Bumblebee. Like, <laughs> we should have back and forth Perfect. between each other. <laughs> like, By the way, uh, also note that he dropped the sticky bomb on like the side of a tunnel support or something. It was just it was really nowhere. He like the ten feet he went in. He goes like I'm gonna stick a sticky bomb right here. It's good enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're not really going too far. He yeah. doesn't know from explosives. He, he's just a he's a scout. He's a Volkswagen. Doesn't know. Um, so yeah, yeah. You know, this this is where Optimus sends in Roller. You know, he needs roller. to get an idea of what's going on because he can't. They can't get a hold of Bumblebee or Sparkplug. So he drives up there to the entrance because Roller can't really can't go ten feet like the like uh, like Bumblebee and Sparkplug did. So he, he goes up to the entrance, drops him out of there, sends him in, and then everything goes up. The whole thing Sticky blows bomb up. Blows yep. up. Comes Optimus out. Prime falls Optimus off Prime the cliff. Falls rolls to his off the greatest cliff. enemy, center of gravity. Man, he rolls, rolls sideways the down the cliff side. He's done, and, and that's, that's it. That's, that's it. Cliff, that's that's, that's the, end of, that's the end. That's literal cliff. Well, a cliff faller. Oh, cliff faller. Oh, yeah. um, they should have gotten cliff jumper maybe too. Oh, uh, to help out with oh man, it's, it's oh, just getting better and better. God, um, uh, that was it. That was it. And then it was next it's, time. It's really a shorter episode than the last one, but. It's the exact same length. It, uh, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't feel like as much really happened in this one as. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot happened in it, but it seemed like a lot of. Um, I, I don't know because if I'm not mistaken, this whole thing was like a is a three part. Um, I, I think it's a three or four, four part, part or something part. like that. But um, which is weird because it, I feel like it, I feel like it should have been a five because that that you know they they broke those things up into five part things back then. Um, like all the GI Joe things were were five parters to mm-hmm. go through the whole week, you know. For, yeah. Uh, uh, you know the old after school week. Um, but yeah. Um, this episode was uh, it, it was good. Um, I, I I was still into it. Um, I, I don't think it was quite as good as the as the last episode. Um, both from well, if this is your first time listening, um, I, I I rate these things uh, from a kid's point of view and from an adult point of view. Um, I don't I don't feel, both sides of that don't feel quite as uh, as 
enthralled with this one as uh, as I did with the last one. Um, I, I, I like the, the the little intro things for all the Autobots for going through their little magic powers they have, <laughs> which was kind of which was weird though. And, and what I found bizarre about it was that those weren't like toy features. That they, they weren't doing things that like like the the action figures did. Like the, like like the action figure can't turn invisible. And he, they, they can't make a, a, a hologram um, in, the, in the Jeep. <laughs> yeah. um, and they didn't even come with an action figure to put in there. So you couldn't really, you know, you couldn't even like really replicate that, which I thought was kind of, I thought was kind of weird for a, you know, cause uh, episode one comes out of the gate swinging us a toy commercial. You know, it's, uh, it's just yeah. like, look how cool this thing is. The changes into this thing. That's also very cool. Yeah. That's um, honestly, I, I get that. I mean, there, there's a lot of things. They, I feel like this is like a postscript of episode one almost. That, that that's yeah, that's really what it felt like um it wasn't bad by any means it just wasn't um i i didn't feel like it was i i don't know i i, I felt like it, it lost a little momentum but i mean then again if this is the middle part of a of a three-part or whatever then then I, I think it'll probably work as that it's you know one of those things that you know it, you know once you see the uh, see the full picture it may get a little better but as is um i uh, uh i'd have to give this one three black metal screams out of five yeah i i, I get on, that on both, the, on both the on both the adult and the and the kids i'll, I'll give it but I'll, I'll give it the same on both i guess um uh it, it, it like i said it it, it it's kind of like you know i don't know kind of more of the more of the same but but it's uh you know it was fine yeah it actually felt a lot like uh we mentioned a few months ago it felt like a gi joe episode almost where they're gathering chemicals for our elements for a weapon it seemed like they 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 kind of said okay well this is gonna work out let's try this and then we'll try this this and this it kind of like it, it droned on and it's weird because i don't remember watching this episode a lot probably because i just didn't like it as much it wasn't as exciting really no new introductions nothing new happened it was just a continuation for the first episode which is fine but there's always that that scene where you have the um Megatron and Optimus Prime using their big Energon, you know, medieval weapons on a that, dam. That was that was That's, very that was super. Yeah, that was actually it was super very cool. Highlander um, of them. I, I felt like if if maybe that would have been the the end, I probably yeah. I, I think it would have been a little cooler. But the um uh, and but yeah the I don't know I, mm. I I think that if memory serves, I think that Optimus Prime is really really hurt and he has a hard time like like he's really damaged at the at the start of the next one i think but if they would have like maybe sold that a little more where like if they would have done like a thing where like you know he was like at the end instead of it just being him rolling off the cliff if it would have been like a, like a close-up of him like the windows are smashed up and he's like half transformed and all this kind of stuff i think it would have been like like oh man optimus prime oh my god we, oh you already have the first episode where he was he's in the water surrounded by burning crude oil man come on man, that's the whole thing you're, you're heavy you know, the cliff jump cliff jumper jesus the cliffhanger <laughs> that every episode i mean that's where the the heroes are in trouble it's the uh end of empire strikes back where you know the uh luke has lost a hand things are really bad we don't yeah. know how the heroes are going to come back from this but that's every episode of this it ends on a, on right. a downer so well, yeah. that's what i'm saying if they, if they would have showed that a little more like if they would have showed how dire it was instead of him just like rolling like like to, to me it's like i mean these guys were getting you know in robot form they were getting thrown around and it's like i don't mm -hmm. feel like that falling down should really be that much of a thing if it is that's fine but just show me that he's hurt i think is kind of the kind of the whole we'll thing. find but, yeah, out um, in next episode i guess we'll find out next week <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah i right. agree with you this is this is something that 
you know, as a fan, I nostalgia doesn't really hold me to give this a lot of positive uh, feedback. It was okay. Episode is very, is very um, trappings of eighties animation, which is fine. Project of the time. All that stuff works really well for what it is. So, yeah, I mean, I'll give this uh, uh, three tumbling Optimus Primes off the cliffside <laughs> out of five. It was fun. There's nothing wrong with it. There's yeah. nothing bad. But honestly, it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of stuff we're, we're used to. The, uh, the only thing that saved it was the medieval laser weapon battle on top of the Sherman Dam, which is the Hoover Dam for people who haven't caught up yet. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with it at all. No, it, no, it was it was fine. It was cool. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it was it was good enough. I think it was the whole thing, and I think that's all this episode really needed. To, yeah, you, you know, I, I think that um, you could build to a you know like a climax, which uh, which which I'm sure they will. But um, yeah, but I, I guess we'll uh, I guess next episode we'll see where it goes from here. So uh, and you can't always forget. You know, can't ever forget that the first uh, the first. I guess five minutes of this episode is a recap from the last episode also. So that's, I think it's another reason it seems shorter. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it does. Maybe that is why it seems shorter, but uh, yeah. yeah so, is... uh, but yeah, so I guess that's, uh, that's it for episode two of um, uh, more, more than, than these guys. Yeah, more, um, yeah. Of more than beast, the eye and these guys. guys. Um, if you want to contact us, uh, Ed hates transformers at gmail.com. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> I'll take us out with a quote. If you're ready here. Sure, man, go ahead. Thrones are for Decepticons. Besides, I'd rather roll. Jazz. Optimus Prime. Where's that from? I don't know. I'm just Googling this stuff, man. I have no idea. I, I got a good one for you, man. The, of the nihilist of the Decepticons. All right. We are all just food for rust. Dead end. I'm, I'm, I'm writing a metal album based on that Dude, right that, now. It's, it's it, the nihilistic... Uh, transformer i love it so yeah right. man uh, i appreciate it and uh we'll see the get this going next week we this has been evan and that is ed and this has been more than mises guys episode two thank you so much for joining us and also if you want to get a hold of us more than meets these guys at gmail.com check out all of our different streaming services pandora spotify apple podcast stitcher a few others i just found out about so thank you so much for everyone for the being here and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Better guys.